is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. The fantastically happy sound of Snarky Puppy featuring Magda Gianuco. I hope I said that right. There's Amor Tella. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining. Jazz Shapers is a place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, I'm very lucky because I bring someone in who's shaping the world of business, otherwise known as a business shaper. My business shaper today, I'm very pleased to tell you, is Amelia Harvey. And Amelia is the co-founder and director at The Collective UK, and they make amazing yoghurts and related stuff, tasty, delicious, organic, and all the rest of it. You're going to be hearing all about um, exactly what that's like if you haven't already tasted her wares. In addition to hearing from Amelia, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And then we got the music, and it's a great mix today. Bill Withers, Wes Montgomery, and this from Madeline Peru. Every thing I do gonna be a funky from now on, yeah. I got to be myself. That was Madeline Peru with everything I do gonna be funky. I sincerely hope so. Amelia Harvey is my business shaper today, as I said earlier. She's the co-founder and director at The Collective UK. If you haven't seen them on lovely shelves in certain supermarkets, they are the people that I'm holding them right now that make gourmet live yoghurt and probably other things as well. Amelia, hello. Good morning. Good morning and thank you so much for joining and for bringing, may I say, and this is the best bit, you brought me food. When people (laughs) bring me food, I'm always happy. Everything goes well from there. I've got strawberry in front of me, sassy strawberry, corker raspberry flavour yoghurt, passion fruit yoghurt and even little what are they called sachets what do you call them proyo pouches pouches right these are pouches which remind me of when the kids were little Um, but I know adults like them too and I've actually I must admit um, I've already consumed a high protein yoghurt coconut with honey and vanilla that's gone Um, Amelia tell me a little bit about um, how you came to set up this business um, with um, your now unfortunately passed away partner Mike uh, back in 2011 just tell me a little bit about the history of it yeah, so I've I've um, been in the food industry for a long time. I started my career in um, Kellogg's and had you know, great grounding from some really big, big businesses early on. So from Kellogg's, I went to L'Oreal and learned so much from those businesses. Very well run, very well respected businesses. Um, and then after that, I just had this yearning to go into something a bit smaller, something more entrepreneurial. Um, my father's always had his own businesses. So I think there was something inside of me that wanted to be more at the coalface of, of business. And I discovered a, a small brand at the time called Goo Chocolate Puds, which has gone on to be you know, a fantastic, well, um, well-known household name and, and producing amazing products, challenging challenging that category. And, and James, I, how do you say his last James name? James Arvadique. Arvadique, it was always hard. And James was here on this programme a few years ago, funny enough, talking about his new venture. Yeah, so he's also in yoghurts as well. So he's got um, a non-dairy yoghurt. So we're still great friends and, and, and that's what's you know been is great about this journey of... Um, 
having a network of people people around. So at, at Goo, it was a very small business when we started, very small team, and over a five year period, built it into you know thirty five million pounds brand operating both in the UK, within Europe, and and then latterly around the world. And at that point. I knew that I wanted to then start something myself and and Mike and I were were at Goo, he was was the managing director at the time and we were looking whether we created something ourselves or we took something on but we knew we we were seeing emerging what are known as challenger brands really shaking up um, different aisles in the supermarkets and we'd we'd been looking at yoghurts and thinking well this is a category that's been around for years and it's got got products, a lot of, you know, there's 90% of people eat yoghurts in the UK. Um, and it can sometimes be more of a commoditized eat. And we knew that there was this big opportunity to do something really different and tasty, similarly to what Goo did in, in the in the uh, in the chocolate pudding aisle. And it just there was a lot of messages about about functionality in the aisles, and it was quite you know a bit more sterile and more of a kind of something that you would eat as a as a top and we we just knew that we could do something a bit different and we met offer and angus who two very talented chefs who had started the collective in new zealand in 2009 it went very very well for the guys there and they were looking to expand um the brand in into other countries and when we met them and saw the product and saw the packaging and the beautiful iconic um logo and the taste of it we just knew that this was something that we could work with both in the uk and europe and and really have fun in shaking up um, the yoghurt category and making it something where people take a bit of time out and enjoy you've just been tucking into some and it's just the emotional reaction that you get from eating a yoghurt has been um, one of the highlights of the journey of just seeing how people interact with our products and who would have thought one would have an emotional reaction to a yoghurt exactly. you, you saw it here earlier and it must be true <laughs> stay with me for much more about um, the journey that Amelia has been on uh, as the co-founder and, and director at the Collective UK time for some more music right now it's Bill Withers with Ain't No Sunshine Ain't No Sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where the iconic gone. Bill Withers with Ain't No Sunshine. Amelia Harvey is my business shaper today, talking about emotional reactions to yoghurt um, and other things <laughs> that one wouldn't normally hear anywhere. Uh, she's co-founder and director at The Collective UK, and um, we were talking about that desire of yours to run your own show, as it were, the fact that you met these these chefs, Angus and Offer, um, who were the, the guys behind The Collective in New Zealand. When you set the business up here in 2011, obviously you felt like you had chips in the bank in terms of experience. You'd done the Kellogg's thing, you'd done the L'Oreal thing, you'd done a more entrepreneurial thing with Goo. Were there any gaps in your head? Was there any nervousness about your own ability to pull this off and actually to run your own business? I think because Mike and I were so close to the cold face, really, at Goo, we felt like we'd done that journey. And I think we went in... One of the things that we did with, with, with the yogurts is we went to a couple of the supermarkets and our mates in there and said, do you believe in this with us? Try the product. This is our vision. And they absolutely got it and went, we can so see the gap for this. Go in, work on it, and come back when you're ready. And, it, and that only took three months. We found an amazing manufacturing partner... So from the January of signing the joint venture with um, Offer and Angus, we hit the shelves in June in Sainsbury's, Waitrose and Ocado. And this was which year? This is 2011? This is 2011. Wow. And I, 
often get asked advice by people about how do you get into the supermarkets and we were very lucky in the fact that we had relationships with the with the buyers within the chilled area and I think one of the things that we went into with confidence is that we you know we could take a, take that learning and, and really launch into the supermarkets very quickly but there were so many teething problems along the way of getting the layers right in the yogurt you can see the different layers through through the tub we were shooting the, the compots in at certain angles to make sure that it, people could see I mean there was all sorts that we were doing and I remember those times so fondly that Mike and I were just sitting at two desks with a telephone laptops and we just had to create something from absolute scratch and I loved that time and I look back on it so fondly and compared to to where we are now and I'll probably do it again it's just so fun starting up something from nothing and those two of you sitting there in your desk opposite each other with the phones and the laptops and all that who would do what how did you divide and conquer well it's funny because we we saw the the world the same way so we both had sales backgrounds we divided um he's from 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 leeds and lived in the lake district so he took on the northern accounts and he said that i had all the glamorous southern accounts um so at the time we divided and conquered everything um he wasn't loving the detail on spreadsheets and new line forms and some of the admin elements and i'm absolutely fine to do that so we, we we just worked so so well together and there was just this blurred line and I talk to people that have co-founders and you know sometimes you talk about having this absolutely segregated world but it doesn't work like that in reality you need to get on as people you need to have ways of working if you know things are going wrong that you know how to to work through that but um there's always a blurred line and it, it was just so great to share the journey with him Stay with me for much more from my guest, Amelia Harvey. She's the co-founder and director of The Collective in the UK. That's come up in a couple of minutes. But before that, some words of wisdom. And we've already been hearing quite a few from Amelia. But some words of wisdom from our programme partners for your burgeoning business. That's from the people at Mishcon Durea. Hi, my name is Andrew Goldstone and I'm a partner in the tax group at Mishcon Durea. My advice for any entrepreneur at any stage of business is to become tax aware. Even if you're a startup, do spend the time and money. A couple of hours on the web can teach you a lot about what tax structures are out there. And then when you do go and see your tax advisor, you'll be prepared. You won't be paying good money just to be told the basics. Instead, you'll get tailored tax advice on what really makes sense for you and your business. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. This is Jazz Shapers, and every Saturday from nine o'clock, you get to hear me, Elliot Moss, talking to someone who's shaping the world of business, someone doing something pretty extraordinary and reinventing the way we might view a category or a product or an experience. If you've missed any of the previous, and now there are about 300 of them or so, guests go into iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers. Cityam.com and ft.com are also destinations that you can check out. Amelia Harvey is my business shaper today, co founder and director at The Collective, uh, reinventing the way we feel about yogurts. And why not? It's about time, isn't it, Amelia, that we, we, we did that, or that you did that. Um, you talked about this sort of seemingly seamless journey from three months after setting up a business, you were able to get your product into Sainsbury's, into Waitrose, and into Ocado, I think you said. Most people would say, how did you do that? These are big, scary retailers, and that's the, that's the general urban myth out there, and there's probably some truth in it as well. 
Do you think your business would have been as successful if you weren't from a sales background? Because people come at this from product, they come at it from marketing, but you know how to sell and you know how to sell into retailers. Did that make the crucial difference? I think it is a really good point. And you often look at um, food brands that are created by passionate foodies that, where the product is at the heart of everything they do. And that's just so important. In, in that, you have to know how the retailers work. And what I say to people is when you go in to see a retailer and you might have an hour slot, don't spend that whole hour drumming on about your product. Try and spend 90% of that time finding out about their business, where, how they think, where they want to shape the category. And by learning that information, you can then work out how does your product fit within that. You can be so passionate about your product and it makes you want to talk and talk and talk about it, but you have to know what's what, what what's in their head because they're the ones that are making the decisions on the shelves. And if you've got you know, a cutting edge product or a product that's shaking things up, then there's definitely a place for it within the category. But you need to be able to demonstrate what's it going to do for that buyer? What's it going to do for the consumer that's buying the product within that category? So we spend a lot of time trying to find out what's in our buyer's heads and how can we help them revolutionise the yoghurt category going forwards. And within that, obviously, our products play a part in that. In the sales world, men, there's, historically, it's been a very male-dominated place. As a woman uh, in that world, have you ever experienced the kind of prejudice that we're hearing about now in other industries? No, not really. And I think with with the supermarkets that we work with, there's a real blend of, of men and women within it. I think if you think about maybe the, the sales side on the man, manufacturing part, there's probably more of a percentage of men to women. But if you think about the retail partners, there's so many w- women within that. And I haven't ever come across any form of kind of discrimination or, or anything on, on that side. So um, it is, it's less usual for, for women to be, I guess, you know, sales directors. But um, And as an entrepreneur, mm. anything at all? I mean, I, I've, I've met on this programme, I think probably around 50% women, 50% men. Mm. It doesn't seem to make any difference at all to how a business goes. But having a, male, having a Mike and, a, and an Amelia there, was that a good balancing act at all? Did it make no difference? Was the gender point irrelevant? I think it's irrelevant. I think, I think the entrepreneurial part is more about a passion and a belief for what you do. And I think, you know, whoever you are, it's, uh, it's that passion and drive that, that drives it forward. Um, I mentioned earlier that Mike had unfortunately, has unfortunately passed away over two years ago now, and you talked um, wistfully about those early years, and I imagine that's partly you miss the fact that it was just you two, but also that it was him. Mm. How has it been since? How have you coped um, in the business and for you personally? Mm, it, was, it was a massive shock. Um, he passed away from a cardiac arrest, and he's been such a big part of my life for over 10 years. He was my mentor at Goo, and we, we just saw the world the same way, and he, he had so much of an influence on me. But part of his character, I mean, is a, a strong uh, Leeds lad, was somebody that was so straight up, so passionate about what he did, and the last thing that he would want was for me to sort of crumble after that. It would be to push the business forward, to drive through everything that we believed in. His lovely wife, Sarah, works with us in the business, business and has always done since day one she deals with all of our customer care so she's always talking to consumers about what they're thinking about the yogurts his children have all worked within the business his brother very kindly stepped in and supported me on the sales side um so it really does feel like that spirit's alive there's pictures of mike everywhere in the office and what we did is we you know i I took a few months to think how do we um do something really good 
um, going forwards. And Mike loved plum flavour. He loved a plum flavour. And he used to drum on to me and Fiona, who d- develops all our products. I want to do a plum flavour. And we, we launched plum about six months later. And we, we gave all of our profits from, from plum to an amazing charity called Community Heartbeat, which puts defibrillators into disused um, phone boxes all over the UK. What's so tangible about this charity is you get to find out when the defibrillators are being used and you know the lives that they're saving. And cardiac arrest is, you know, it's such a, it's something that if there's a defibrillator nearby, people can genuinely be saved very, very quickly. So we, as a team, put all of our energies into this charity and um, have been able to do something actionable in Mike's memory. Stay with me for more from my business show. That's Amelia Harvey, co-founder director at The Collective UK. Time for some music. This is Where's Montgomery with Tequila. Montgomery with tequila, which everybody knows, I think. Even even the people who've never heard it before go, I think I've heard it before. They must have heard it in the background. That's one of those those songs that everyone feels connected to. Amelia Harvey is my business shape today, co-founder, director at The Collective, talking about yogurts, um, which on the surface of it sounds like it's, a, it, it's such a simple thing, isn't it? But as you said, it was ripe for change and you guys have, have gone and done that. Right now, your team is how big? How many people work in the, in the business? Got 25 in the team. And the main spread of what they do is a combination of what? So we're an outsourced uh, an outsourced business, so we don't own our own manufacturing. So the people in the office are teams of sales, marketing, product development, and some finance um, resource as well. And what's interesting about our business is you would normally be able to decipher who those teams are and what they look like, and you can walk into our office. And it's so seamless that you wouldn't know who's who. And we've just moved into a shared office working environment called Huckletree in, in White City. Um, and we're surrounded by... 300 people from so many different businesses from tech startups to fashion businesses lots of people starting things up for the first time and it's been great for the team to be in an environment that's so inspiring and is is so fast-paced and people doing lots of different things and I think it's really accelerated that whole kind of entrepreneurial feel of the business. You seem incredibly level-headed Amelia in the sense that this is you know you're six years in now to the business um, you've grown it up. I think it's around a 15 million plus turnover business, and that's probably wrong. You're going to tell me it's much 25 more. Million. There you go. You see, you never believe the stuff that you, you get given. But the funny thing about the numbers I'm always given is they're always more, which is nice. So the public record says one thing, and then the reality mm-hmm. is another. Um, but it doesn't feel like much would phase you. I mean, how would your team describe you, Amelia, the non phaseable harm? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm quite level-headed, extremely passionate about what we're doing. So I think they would say that I, I lead with, with passion and vigour and, um, you know, there's no sort of wrong answer and we're trying to solve problems and lead from the front. Um, I don't know, for, for doing this for so long, there's, there's always bumps in the road and that's the one thing you can guarantee every week. There's highs and there are lows. There are lows and the, the highs are so high and then some of the... and the, I wouldn't say the lows are as low as you know when you're first starting out, but you, you just know that they're coming and you know that every day is going to be different. But that's part of, I guess, my addiction to, to business is you just know two days are the same and you're constantly solving problems, challenges, finding opportunities every single day. And that's my real, that's why I love it so much. And which is the bit you enjoy the most? It's 
with a team now of 25, I'm really enjoying creating something bigger, something that's long lasting, more of a legacy. Love the products, love the product development and the innovation. But really, with the turnover of where we're at now, it's very important that the team are developing at pace and that we can maintain the same entrepreneurial, nimble culture and nimble pace that we've been able to do that's got us this far. Mm. And the bit you hate, if there is one? the bit you just go I really don't want to do that or do you manage to delegate that is that what sneaky co-founders do yeah maybe I, I, I do love the detail I love a P&L I love looking at the numbers um, do I love reading pages and pages of legal contracts I would probably give somebody that else to, to read it through and tell me what they're saying but there's nothing that I that I hate or dislike in it I get, I get frustrated that we can't move as quickly as we can um, but that's all part of the growing pains of a business my final chat with Amelia is coming up shortly and we'll be playing a track from Dion Warwick, that's just a moment. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry each time we meet, walk on. Another classic, that was Dion Warwick with Walk On By, happily chosen by uh, Dom Timon, producer here at Jazz Shapers for the last five years, and it's his last programme today. So I just want to thank him for all the fabulous production that he has put into the programme over many years. Thank you, Dom. He remains silent because that is the way he is. Uh, this is Jazz Shapers, and Amelia Harvey is my uh, business shaper today. And as you hopefully been listening earlier, you'll know she's a co-founder and director at The Collective UK. They're doing rather well. Not £15 million, but £20. 25 million pounds turnover with 25 people roughly that's a nice one keep it going 26 people 26 million that's right what is your ambition for this business amelia are you in it for the long haul or is it going to be a it hits x i'm out because i've got my whatever it is 10 percent, 10.71 percent and then i disappear into the hills what do you think we, we've, we're seven years in now and never have I felt more momentum and prospects for the future than I do now, ironically, because when you, when you have the momentum and you can see what's working and you know what consumers are looking for and how they're changing and what we can provide them, so, we have got so long list of opportunities of products that we want to produce and part of the challenge now is is actually deciding what we don't do rather than what we do do so we certainly see you know the world of dairy and the fact that we can really bring innovation and products that people really love there's a world of opportunity so we, we we've got really ambitious goals of where we want to take the business both the uk europe australasia um and there's markets around the world that would would love to in, in, indulge in the, in the in the yogurt so there's so many opportunities and we're all so passionate about taking this business and, and building mm. it for the future so if unilever came along in three years with a billion you wouldn't say yes no. I'm being cheeky. Of course you would. I would. Um, <laughs> for a billion. But, but, yeah, for a billion, of course, because that would be heavily overpriced. Um, in, in terms of the money, though, on a serious side, does it motivate you? Do you think about what you earn or what you might get if X and Y happens? It doesn't, send, doesn't strike me you do. No, I've always been driven to... You know, I've always wanted my first car, and then I wanted to have my first property. Nice boots. Uh, nice boots which that you're talking great about. great boots, if you could see them. Yeah, they were, they <laughs> Chunky were fabulous. biker boots. Chunky biker boots. Um, so, no, for me, it's more about... The, the passion of what I do and 
getting out of bed and and doing that side of things. You know, obviously there's there's nice things in life, nice food or, or clothes. That's uh, but it's not a, it's really not a driver. It's actually just making a difference and 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 then having also the balance to be able to do things in the downtime have weekends with my son you know mm. having having time to sort of take out and and how, how let do you manage ideas that, actually, come through again one of the big things that's now coming out is um i mean it has been coming out for a number of years but when you're a working mum and you're running a mm. business that's hard i mean people always talk about i've had nicola Horlick on this program mm. uh, a few years ago there is no way you can do it all a woman can't have it all if she's got if she's a working mum yeah. is that true um it depends how you look at it. So I had my son, who's now five, year one of the business, and actually when he was a baby, he was coming along to you know, PR meetings and finance meetings. I didn't take a huge amount of time off, but what it's afforded me to be able to do is have a lot more flexibility. So if he's got sports day, I try and go and see him play football on a Friday afternoon. And you can't have it, but I don't think anyone can have it all. You know, mums that, that are with their children day in, day out, and, and they, they also want an element of work. So there's always some form of guilt, no matter which way you look at it. Um, I've got great support around me. I have a great au pair. And, I, and I'm able, I leave the office you know, rigidly at about 5.30. So I'm home for supper time and bath time and reading. And then I'll work a bit in the evenings if I have to you know, top up. And I think with, the, with having New Zealand on the other side of the world, as often you know night calls and, and early mornings but it's about having that balance and just before i ask your song choice just one last question what advice would you give to um a young person thinking about setting up a business right now in 2018 what would be the, the most important thing you would tell them um, I think the UK, the UK is set up to be able to, you know, support support businesses and to support entrepreneurs. So if you've got something that you're truly passionate about and you know that it's making a difference and it's truly different in some way, shape, or form to whatever it is that's already there, and you've got that passion and desire to do do it, then go for it. But what I would say is it's all-consuming. Um, Luke Johnson writes a lot about this in his Sunday Times column. Is It's just it, it, it's 24 hours a day, and you've got to be able to be happy that that's consuming your brain um, for a long, long period of time, and there's pros and cons to it. But if you truly believe in it and you truly have that drive and tenacity, then anyone can really achieve anything. Amelia, thank you. It's been really good talking to you. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? So I've chosen um, a song called The Nod and it's by a New Zealand band. So going back to our New Zealand roots called Fat Freddy's Drop. But I just love the, the, the start of it and the passion about it. And it's, it's also talking about cooking up something in the kitchen, which is what we're doing every day. Here it is just for you. <laughs> That was Fat Freddy's Drop. What a great name. The From the nod, the song choice of my business shape today, Amelia Harvey. Really clear that she had an opportunity to impose a vision on the category of yogurts, and she's gone and done that. The understanding that relationships are critical if she was going to actually make the sale in terms of talking to the big retailers. And a real sense of unflappability, someone who's just going to be level-headed whatever the weather. Really, really good stuff. I'm Elliot Moss and you've been listening to Jazz Shapers. I really do hope you enjoyed the programme. If you do, join me again next Saturday at 9am for another edition. Meanwhile, stay with us here on Jazz FM for a lot more brilliant jazz, blues and soul. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Kondorea. It's business, but it's personal. <laughs>